in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud this uh, Friday evening. I guess you get knock off work and head over to West Ashfield Leagues for uh, that first, first beer and get ready for the game against the Melbourne Storm. Who knows, it might be our first win. We might get a bit of luck and get a win down in Melbourne. But um, yeah, if, you, if you're going to lose, I guess, be around other West Tigers fans. Watch it on the big screen at West Ashfield, uh, at West Life Pod on all our socials, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to support and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash West Life. We'll get to the guys and girls questions later in the show. And give us a subscribe. Shouts to the plenty of people coming in on the YouTube. Now, um, bit of homework for everyone guys if you give us a this week if you could share an episode if you have a friend that goes for the west tigers and might not have heard of us hit the share button or whatever you're listening on be it uh youtube on the video or audio spotify apple or whatever share with a friend and say hey do you love hate the west tigers these guys love hate the west tigers as much as we do and uh yeah give it a crack so that um yeah, so shouts to the thousands of you already tuning in each and every week, and we truly appreciate this team. I swear to God, like just watching the game on Sunday, just again, just questioning why, why do we do this to ourselves, and the fact that, uh, yeah, like I said, literally thousands of you, yeah, tune in and listen to what we have to say about this and relive like some the shittiest part of it was becoming the shittiest part of our week so we we truly love you all as uh once said by the great uh jeff fennick uh speaking of men who like to get in the ring rob bashara how are you on this monday evening uh i'm here <laughs> i'm here it's been been a rough day nothing to do with footy but i'm here i sort of toss and turn whether we even show up tonight but didn't want to let you guys down and uh might be entertaining that i'm in a really shitty mood and uh <laughs> ready to go again on the westlife post-mortem the post-mortem and as coming in from in uh orange new south wales as how are you on this monday evening what is it what are we 26 26 and a half hours since full time yesterday uh, it's, I was very, really disappointed at the end of the game. I've had another one of those days where I'm just trying to process it, let it, oh, uh, like realize it's, it's happened, it's done, but I allowed myself to get my hopes up towards the end of that game and ended up feeling very, very, very shattered afterwards. So I'm hanging in there. I've had a interesting afternoon at work today and ready to go for tonight. Yeah. The, the, I tweeted out. On the Westlife account yesterday, I said, "Oh no, they've they've given us hope. Like they actually, for for nine minutes, we uh, we were in a ch- in with a chance. Like it was just crazy. Like I I'd, I'd actually gone to the stage in that game where it's like, you know how when you're so far behind, you kind of get to the stage where you're like, well, we're not in it. You kind of start just preparing yourself. Say we've lost, we've lost it, sort of thing. Yeah. And the fact that they got back in the game and then lost, like. It's uh, it's like torture. Like, not saying I didn't appreciate the uh, the effort by the boys storm, storming home late, but um, we'll get into it at all. But it's just, it's just frustrating, and it gives us hope. 
a little bit like if we if we had a loss by what three four tries going into this week i think it even there's that little sparkiness like i said in the intro maybe we can go to melbourne and beat a melbourne team that is pretty depleted at the moment who knows so uh they give us they've given us that tiny little bit of hope and i feel like they did that in the first two games as well but um we'll start with the news so and a little bit of news i could see in the media today apart from west pretty much the media just hammering us uh bateman basically came out michael chamas our mate from smh did a story about bateman and he said he was ne- just put to bed the injury talk why he didn't play in the first two rounds uh he said it purely was just kind of acclimatizing the acclimatizing thing sounds like it was a bit of a throwaway line i think people kind of ran with that he was just kind of getting used to playing with the team so uh rob how much do you buy into this i mean he had a pretty good impact on the team straight away first game do you do you think they should have just thrown him in round? I mean, it's all, it's all easy in hindsight, but do you think they should have just thrown him in rounds one and two if he was fit, ready to go? If he was fit and ready to go, Josh, yeah, they should have. But I mean, I think it was pretty clear he had an angle, ankle injury. Uh, even Channel 9 showed him working on that ankle in- injury in the dressing room. Uh, as I've said to you a dozen times now, the listeners will be sick of it. Our first two games of the season... I, I don't know, Sheen said he's here for three or four years. Well, you know, send him back to England and bring him back next year we're not making the finals. I uh, really loved what he did yesterday. I know he had a few errors, but honestly, I, I just kind of chuckled watching the game. That little grubber kick that he put for himself, which unfortunately yeah. he should have finished off, but he didn't. That little grubber kick he put for himself showed more ingenuity in one play than Luke Brooks has in two years. <laughs> so I was just sort of like, why, why can a bloke from England who's a second rower do that? And a guy who's twice as fast can't even think to do something like that. So... Yeah, look, I think he's going to be really good for us. He he held up his own end. People are going to talk about the four errors that he made, but wow, he he's he's special. He's actually a really really good player. So yeah, I mean that's one one thing we can get excited about. It was I think it was a good performance. I'm not sure how everyone else feels, but we'll get to the votes later with the survey. I think it was on the Discord yesterday, as you said. Imagine that being your first try in your new club to do that mm. would be pretty would have been pretty special. Yeah. It's a shame because you can ground it with your torso. So I thought that was that was the only hope. As soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, please, possibly a torso grounding here. It kicked up okay for him. Like it, he did so well. It's just it feels like a bit of a um, a metaphor or a is a metaphor the right word? Basically, that play where we've done so many things, but we just don't finish. Like we've done so many good things, but just not that last 1% to score points and that kind of that like double grubber perf- perfect and then bottles at the end I, like already in three games there's just so many times where I feel like okay we're going right here and then there's just the last last second we we just stuff it up is, is that how how you feel as well Rob do, do, does that make sense oh, it, 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 seems, it seems to happen a fair bit like we saw it I mean it wasn't I mean, obviously with Bateman, that was, you know, his fault. That's just bad luck. Uh, we saw it, you know, the week before with Alex Twole. He was over the line. It was punched mm. out, I think, yeah, just by like Fidel. It just seemed, those, seem, those things seem to happen all the time. Tommy Talau as well. Tommy Talau. What's, what's mind-boggling with the with the Bateman thing, Josh, is before we played the Knights, Tim Sheen said, 
Bateman's going to play against Melbourne. Okay, and the reason he played yesterday was because Papali'i was suspended, and he and obviously he was getting to the point where we are desperate. Suddenly, the blowtorch is on Sheen's a little bit. But if you're fair to him about acclimatising a bloke, you don't fucking play him in 35-degree heat. <laughs> you know, like, his first game was better off in round one at 6, 6 p.m. at Leichhardt on a, on a cool afternoon or a 4 p.m. game. So we were desperate. We threw him in. But I don't think he would have even played if Papali'i was available, which just shows you there's just no desperation within the club for getting wins and getting success and... We, we saw yesterday, we'll get onto it later, obviously, but, you know, Wakeman not coming on till the 50, what was it, 51st minute? Like, what are you waiting for? You want to let it get to 42 to 6? Like, there's just no, there's no go button. There's no balls. There's no someone saying, come on, let's, let, we've got to do something different. Like, anyway, it's just, but yeah, with Bateman, I, we're lucky that he even played yesterday. So hopefully he'll be better for the run and um, he'll smash it against the Melbourne team who hopefully will be missing both their star halves. Show the West Tigers your support from West Ashfield this Friday, 24 March from 6pm when they go head-to-head against the Melbourne Storm from Amy Park in Melbourne. You can try the Garden's new bistro with mouth-watering game day favourites while you catch all the action live from their large screens. It's bigger and better. Visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au for more information. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. So, yeah, getting... Straight into the game, we pretty much have already, but 26 to 22, in case you missed it yesterday at Belmore on a scorching Sunday afternoon. I think uh, the three of us didn't go to this game, but I can only imagine. Let us know in the comments if you're at this game. It was sold out too. I actually looked on the Saturday for tickets because I'm in the iron about it. It was actually officially sold out. Couldn't buy tickets. At, um, yeah, I was watching the stream with the Magpies game, I could see people on the hill were literally sitting in the shadow of the light poles. Like, literally, the lines of people were sitting on the shadows of the light pole. No one wanted to sit in the sun. It was just so hot. So, credit to any West Tigers fans. The fact that we could lose two games in a row and you go sit in that heat at Belmore, uh, credit to you. It was hot conditions. And we wore black jerseys. Like, I know Magpie old fanboys will get angry if we wore ang- orange three weeks in a row. But, man, I'd be, I would have been happy for us. That's Days like that, we need a white jersey. A white jersey would have been... I mean, Bulldogs are wearing a white jersey, so they probably couldn't have. But, man, like, as surely... I know it's kind of pre, pre-approved. The New South Wales Cup game was white on white. Did you guys see the Magpies dogs? It was blue V on white versus black V on white. So... Um. Yeah, may, maybe not go a full white jersey, but man, it must have been hot for the boys in black. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's strange. Like this march has been probably one of the hotter marches in recent memory. Most years we probably haven't even needed white jerseys, but this one, yeah, I don't know. The orange slash gold jersey might have been a bit of a better choice if, because I'm sure in hot conditions, the NRL would approve something like that. Um, I'm surprised we didn't do a multicultural jersey like we did last year or the year before, whenever it was. Some clubs do that or have um, taken that up now. But, yeah, I I mean, I don't know how much the jersey might have contributed to, um, like, the... 
Oh, it's not, I'm not blaming everything on the jersey. I'm not blaming it. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, Jason said it's bloody gold. It's not orange. It's actually orange now. Gold. Our main was gold. It's technically... If our jerseys aren't orange, then what is? They're full-on orange now. Getting the semantics with colours again. No, but Josh, you know, you make, a, yeah. you make a good point about the heat, obviously, with the black. Like, yeah. I think it should have, been, should have been orange if Canterbury are wearing white. But was yeah. it last week, last week, guys, or the week before? I'm not sure because, obviously, we went to both games. But I'm pretty sure we wore white shorts and Newcastle wore white shorts. And that really mm. astounded me. I just think it's stupid when... Both teams wear the same colour shorts or same colour socks. You've got to have different gear on. You know, sometimes yeah. you might catch a support player. You know, you know from the corner of your eye yeah, or something yeah. like that. So why we had white short, why we had white shorts on last week when I think Newcastle had white shorts is just so stupid. It really is. Like we've got a dark jersey on anyway. Put the dark shorts on. We're playing at four o'clock in the afternoon. It's not going to hurt. Yet, yet, yeah. yet this time we had the full. We had black shorts and they're wearing blue shorts like anyway that's like you said it's, it's semantics i suppose yeah yeah I'll, i'm not blaming the performance on the black jerseys but it's just i mean if it's if it makes it four percent worse like it's still four percent worse like yeah it's just it's yeah anyway uh so tries for us for brent nade and luke brooks vanilla pole and Charlie Stain, so 66, 69, and 70th minute. Those three tries getting us back in the game. Uh, yeah, as like when Burton scored that try, I kind of, I already felt like there was no way we were going to score enough points to get us back in that game. That Burton try ended up being the game winner, and it was just such a soft one to let through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. When Burton scored that, at the point where Burton scored that, I thought we were still in a position where we could come back. Obviously, we were we were fourteen points behind, um, so we would have needed three tries, but we got three tries. I was I just said to myself, watching that, that it's going to be what costs us because that was that was probably the worst defense of the game. Um, letting Burton through there, most of their other tries came off um, either kick chase or like kick returns or. Um, uh, intercepts and things of that nature where it's not really on the players. And then that first try they scored was just a really, really bad defensive lapse on the line where we just let them go straight through the middle there. And yeah, I, I, I really was disappointed when the dogs scored that one um, because I was just like, that just puts it so much further out of reach now. Cause now we're 20 points behind. We're going to need four tries Um most likely because converting is not our forte and it ended up being just a little bit too far of a bridge to travel. Rob, those the six minutes of brilliance, is was that an anomaly or something to to be uh, hopeful of moving forward? Oh, look, it was... I, I tweeted a, fra- a, a something that a mate of mine texted me last night. I thought it was quite funny he said we were in the desert and then and then we saw a mirage and then we went back to a desert so it's like we had four minutes <laughs> of just you know like where where the fuck has this been and then look let's be fair it was 36 degree heat if you'd watched how canterbury had played after the burton try they'd shut up shop uh, the game was just going nowhere and i think they kind of fell asleep you look at the tries there's 
you know, there's really not too much there and just a bit of lazy defence. So once, I mean, the, the, the disappointing part is when you see Canterbury kick off again, there's nine minutes and one second left. Like we honestly had enough time to hit the lead and lose the game. You know, there was that much time left. And it was just really dis- some of the options we took in, in that last nine minutes were just, uh, you know, head scratches. We had a couple of huge errors as well that, that really hurt us. And I, I, I just, when I compare yesterday to the week before, I, I feel like yesterday we tried to simplify it. We weren't doing that rubbish side to side shit. We tried to simplify it. We tried to play uh, straight up. Um, you know, we, we tried to keep it simpler. But in all honesty, Josh, I think it was the worst performance of the three. It was one of the most inept performances. Individually, we had a few moments. In terms of cohesiveness, if you told me we were going to be worse than Newcastle, I just would have laughed at you. But it was absolute fucking rubbish. That was an absolute disgrace what I saw yesterday. Some players had the worst games of their career. And there were four or five guys that did a lot of really good things as well. But just as a team, we just lacked confidence. We looked disorganised. I'm not. I'm not making Wakeham out to be, you know, the, the next immortal. But when he came on, obviously it sparked things. We looked a bit more cohesive. Um, why he wasn't there from the start of the game has cost us probably two points. And and I think, you know, as someone who really doesn't want Brooks there anymore, the worst part of Wakeham coming on in the 51st minute is I reckon we were 29 minutes away from seeing the last time of Luke Brooks in first grade, and literally Wakeham coming on has given Luke Brooks a lifeline because suddenly he looked okay. But, I mean, all he did was back up a try and do a show and go and go through. Like, I can get you 10 blokes at Oztag at Homebush that look get, look that good, you know, in, in heat when people are all tired. So, look, the boys never stopped trying. I'll, I'll give them that much. But the game was there to be won and we fucking lost and we should have won. Like, we weren't the better team, but, get, you know, how many, how many times are we the better team when we lose? Mm. So, you know, we, we needed to turn that around. We've lost now to the 13th, 14th, and 12th placed teams of last year. So three of the four teams that were just above us, New Zealand came 15th. They're the only team we haven't played yet. You know, we might beat Melbourne, but if we beat Melbourne without Munster and Hughes, like, is that like a big, you know, whoopee-doo? Like, I don't care. Yeah, it's, it's literally the, the draw could not have panned out more perfectly. Yeah. And, and, and we screwed it up. And I've told you before, we've got a coaching staff that keep telling players – back yourself, go for it, do this and do that. Why didn't Wakeham start? And I literally said on last Monday night's podcast, and like I said, not everything I say is right, but I said on last Monday night's podcast, we're only two games in, but we can't make the finals. The season's over unless we get rid of Brooks and start Wakeham. That's literally what I said, start Wakeham. Now, we obviously knew we needed Wakeham because he was there on the bench. You you put him on when the game was basically over. He came on at 20-6 to before that Burton try. And so it got to 26-6 after that. And then Wakem started looking Benji-esque. But now the problem is going to be that Wakem will start this week, whether it's number six or number seven on his back, it doesn't matter. But everyone's going to expect Brandon Wakem now to be Benji Marshall, mm. you know. And and Luke Brooks just sort of ran off whatever Wakem was doing. So I, I, I don't know I don't know where we go from here, uh, Josh. We've got fullback problems. Uh, I think all all got all the three candidates that can play fullbacks, as I said on the Discord today, they've got strengths and they've got weaknesses. Mm. We need a gun fullback. We need a gun halfback. Um, but for now, I'd be running with Wakeham because yeah. Wakeham, Wakeham and Dewey in the, in the Canberra trial look sensational. Like Dewey had 
Dewey had his best game. He was that good. He came off with 20 minutes left of the trial. And then, obviously, yesterday, Brooks like a busted ass. And then as soon as Wakeham came on, he looked great. And they started combining and interchanging. And, like, Brooks got his mojo. So what did we learn? What did we learn yesterday? I'll tell you what we learned yesterday, Josh. We learned yesterday what we learned nearly 12 months ago, that Brooks isn't a halfback. And he's not a game manager. And he's a 5'8". So what did we do all off season? We said he's going to be a halfback. Like, I, I don't know. So yeah, you can say the players stuff up and the players do this and they're on the field. It's a fucking coach. The coach is an idiot. He's an he's a dead set idiot. And he cost us two points yesterday. And he probably should have started the year the way he played the trial. Don't forget, Luke Brooks had a calf injury. We made Appy sit on the bench, put Luke Brooks on the bench, let Wakeham start the year. Too late. We're on zero instead of six. And we could easily be on six. And it's easy for me to sit here and criticise because everyone knows I can't stand Sheens. Like, the best thing we did was get rid of him 12 years ago and fanboy brought him back. So, you know, it's we're, we're stuck with him for three years now. So, But Benji's got the headphones on, Rob. So, Well, if, if it's Benji's decision, then Benji's proven he hasn't coached a team before, has he? Mm. And and that's why we're 0-3 against three shit teams. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat anymore. They they don't like what I say anyway, and I don't care. I don't like following a team that's fucking shit. I don't like following a team that's led by guys that make the wrong decisions and, and that don't own up to it and don't confess to it. I spoke to a really high ranking official today and I didn't put any words in his mouth. I said, mate, be honest. Is it the players? Is it the coaches? What's the problem with the West Tigers? He goes, It's your administration. He goes, they're rubbish. And he goes, you'll always be rubbish while you've got that, those administrators there. And I actually said, thank you. That's what I've said for two years. So, you know, and people say, well, you know, they don't catch the bombs and they don't drop the balls and they don't miss tackles and all that. Trust me, mate, it starts from the top, always has. And we're always going to be shit as long as we've got the same people leading the club. I'll pull up this comment from GD Tiger because a few, I've seen a few comments regarding saying that we're, way harsher on Brooks than we are on Adam Dwayhe. GD Tiger, Rob, your bias to AD is borderline embarrassing. AD, AD's mistakes have led directly to more tries than we have scored. He isn't a 5'8". He doesn't run when the option is there, and his passing is rubbish. Look, AD what, what, has okay, well, a great well, well, what's, season. What's borderline embarrassing is GD Tiger sticking up for a bloke that's been shit for 10 years. And if he throws that Dally M stuff in, then it means he's got no intelligence himself. Adam Dwayhe, in a trial this year, was the best player on the field. In round one this year, so 15 days ago, he was our best player on the field. Yes, I am Adam Dwayhe biased. Yesterday was Adam's worst game for the club. It pains me to say that. It's literally everything he touched turned to shit. I'll admit that. But I'll tell you what, he, two weeks ago, he was a fucking star. So if you want to stick by a bloke who's fucking hopeless, GD Tiger, you do that. I'll back Adam Dwayhe a thousand times before I back Luke fucking shit Brooks. Okay, Luke Brooks needs to fucking be dropped. I don't give a fuck how many tries he scored yesterday or backed up or looked great. He scored them when it didn't matter. The game was effectively over. So you want to back Brooks. You've had 10 years of Brooks. You've had three games of Dwayhe where he's been bad for two of them and one good one. And Dwayhe was outstanding outside Wakeham. So if, if Wakeham and Dwayhe were together, I don't think Dwayhe would have lost his confidence because he didn't train all week. He went in the captain's run. It's clear he had a bruised foot, and he and he played like shit. And and you know I hate that guy. I love the bloke, but I'm just I'm going to call it as it is. He had a shit game. He had a shit game. But Brooks has a shit game fucking twenty times a year, and we haven't won a game with him at halfback for thirteen games in a row, going back to twenty twenty one. 
So, GD Tiger, you stick with Luke Brooks. You want to stick with a loser, you stick with a loser. Uh, another response to that is the defence. Now, yeah, Adam Dway, he's obviously, yeah, defensively, yeah, he's a, he's a liability, but so was Benji Marshall. Like, we used to hide Benji Marshall. Our whole the... right edge was shit, Josh. Yeah. They, they, they scored two tries off kicks, length of the field. I get that. But, Josh, in our red zone, how many tries did Canterbury bomb? They were just busting tackles and popping passes. We made yeah. Kyle Flanagan look good. You know, they, they bombed some tries in our red zone. So we, we could have been down by a lot more at halftime. So our whole right edge is shit. We know that. From Noffa to Toa to Adam, it's, all, it's a bad defensive edge. What, what, what am I supposed to say to that? They're great defenders. They're all shit. Who's a good defender in that team on, on either edge? Seriously. And uh, but we don't want to scare anyone for off from um, sharing their opinion as well, obviously. Everyone... No, I don't care. You want to yeah. go at me, that's fine. I'll go back at you. Like I, I'm supporting a bloke who's had so many, even last year off a knee injury, he had a few good games at the back end. He set up what should have been the winning try against North Queensland. The year before, he played well. When, when has Brooks played well? He had two games back-to-back outside uh, Jackson Hastings against Parramatta and South. And he looked great as a number six going off Jackson Hastings' coattails. Jackson Hastings straightening up the attack. Jackson Hastings digging into the line before passing. Jackson Hastings kicking the first winning field goal. Brooks finally got one from 15 or 20 out in the second game. But, like, Brooks has never been a halfback. Yet, yet people... Okay, I'm, I'm, I've, accept, I've accepted that Adam had a bad game. But Brooks does it every fucking week. Uh, just a few stats from the game. So completion rates as 28 of 40. Uh, what was last week? It was pretty... I think that might actually be... 31 of 49, than... I think. So it's actually... Yeah, it sounds about right. It's actually worse than last week? No, or better. It's about the same. Roughly similar. Shit. It's the first game where we haven't had the it's it's the first game of this year where we haven't had the majority of possession and we still managed to make fourteen errors. But the difference was this week, guys, we weren't playing hot potato, stupid football. We made Mm. fourteen errors with simple football. Yeah, we 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 didn't like we weren't pushing the the boundaries of attack and we still made a lot of errors. So it was just all. But look, guys, it was thirty five degree heat. I I don't even know how they play in that heat. Yeah, someone's going to die of a freaking heart attack one day and they go, oh, sorry. We did. Oh, we had twenty minute breaks, and we and you know you, we got had you had a bottle of water for a couple of minutes before you kept going. Yeah, they're not going crazy. back to the dressing sheds. They're not cooling down. It's oppressive conditions to be playing rugby league mm. in, and we talk about player welfare. What a joke! Yeah, I played cricket in it, and playing cricket, sending the field, playing cricket. Let alone, I couldn't imagine playing playing footy in it. But I mean, they're elite athletes, but still, they're not. It's a winner sport. Like it's it was crazy that. Uh, they were never going to postpone it. There was too many, too many sponsors and TV rights and Channel Nine would that. never allow it. Yeah, they got to, they got to run into the news, I guess. But uh, other stats. So as as said, uh, Bulldogs control possession fifty four to forty six uh, runs. We had thirteen more run meters. Uh, doggies slightly more post contact meters, about the same. Line breaks five to four. Uh, tackle breaks, 32 to 31. Uh, set distance, about the same. Kick return meters, doggies, a little bit more. But uh, average play the ball speed, we're decent whack quicker. So as, I mean, if you're looking at those stats, really, it's to to go back on it, 
the errors are pretty much the separating factor here. Yep, exactly. Um, we've made 14, 18, and 14 errors in our first three games. We're averaging more than, I think it's about 15 errors a game at the moment, and you're not going to win games of footy making that much errors and giving the team, the opposition, that much extra ball. Rob, you talked about not throwing the ball around 11 offloads. Is that is that about the right number for you? Oh, look, I, I don't know what the right number is or isn't, Josh, to be brutally honest. I just, obviously, the more second phase we have, the better it is. Those pretty hot conditions. You don't want to be pushing silly passes. Uh, look, I was just happy we, we were playing to our strengths, which was our forwards. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, a couple of things caught us out. Like, Matt Burton caught me out because I said to our Canterbury friend last week, I'm glad Matt Burton's a 5'8 sort of ball playing and not running because he's a fantastic runner. And fuck me, he decided to fucking run yesterday. It's, a bit like, it's like Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses doesn't run against anyone, but when he plays us, he has two tries and 150 metres. So yeah. Burton decides to carve us up yesterday and he'd probably do nothing on the weekend but put high kicks up. So, um, look, I was just really disappointed with some of our choices near the line. Uh, we're still dropping off quite a few tackles. Uh, you know, I just don't understand why we're still juggling with our team and trying to get it right. We had all off-season to get it right. We've had two heavy losses where we should have made some changes. Uh, this is a hindsight thing, not something we predicted last week. If Adam didn't train all of last week and he only went in the captain's run and he was pretty crook, why didn't we put Adam on the bench and start Adam on the bench if he wasn't? Because he, he played like a bustard. He had a terrible day. So... You've got to start questioning Tim Sheens. I hope everyone watched the Tim Sheens press conference because Appy literally said in two sentences made more sense than what Sheens did in the whole press conference. It was him. He didn't want to answer about the changes. And then when he thought of an answer, he decided to answer the question a minute later. Um, but Appy summed it up in four words. Wakem straightened us up. Literally, that's all, all Appy said. He also said, our boys aren't used to playing on the front foot, which I thought was a pretty... Pretty fair comment as well. Like when Appy, we saw a couple of times yesterday, Appy takes off, no mm. one follows him. Oh, he's so frustrating. Burning around. And, and like Appy's trying his guts out. He's making a shitload of tackles. Unfortunately with Appy, like people probably don't know this, Appy's missing a lot of tackles as well. He's actually the NRL leading missed tackle person this year with 16. But I mean, I think when you're doing that many tackles a game and, yeah. and yesterday... It's a percentage like, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a percentage thing. You're going to miss some tackles. So... Look, uh, I, I, Bateman was encouraging. I thought Clemmer was amazing. Naden was pro probably his best game of the year. Uh, they all they all have their little individual moments, but when did we look good? We looked good when Wakem came on and we started looking a little bit more cohesive and some of those tries were, you know, really pretty. But again, you know, we, we were complaining, and like I say, not, not, nothing to do with Madge, but in the Madge era, we complained about, oh, yeah, the boys are trying hard, they're having a go, but we keep having consolation losses. We're at the same stage, guys. Our, our four and against isn't too bad. It's just three losses out of three. So mm. it's we, we, need, we need to win against Melbourne just just for some, you know, even, even if they've got 20 players out, we just need to beat Melbourne. Just to go on that Appy thing, when he would literally run and have no one backing up, it reminded me of in touch football, you're not allowed, not allowed to score from dummy yeah, half. That's right. So yeah, you if you dummy half if you dummy half and you cross the line, you literally gotta stop and look for someone that's right. to pass it to to score. That's what it literally it literally looked like he was like playing touch footy, trying to get the ball back to someone. There was literally 
no one no one following him. And I, I tweeted it again during the game. The first guy to actually back him up on a run was Wakeham. That's how long it took for someone to go with him. Like it's just it's just such a simple thing. Like I don't I've watched rugby league and played it for years and years, but I, but I don't still don't call myself a super expert. We obviously give our opinions and that sort of thing on this show, but it's just it's just the little simple things that like 15-year-olds, like if our SG ball team weren't doing these things, you'd be worried. There's just simple, simple football errors, and I just don't understand why this team, like you, you watch the other games. I don't, I don't know if it's just, what's the opposite of rose-colored glasses? Watching other teams and just seeing the way they like, everything's just crisp and just everything goes through their hands. The passes are in the right spot. Like errors, they complete sets. It's just, and then you watch us and it's literally like, it's like you're watching a different league. It's just watching our team play. It's just, it's baffling. And the thing is like our players on paper, our team on paper should, should be better. They're just making errors at the same time. I don't know whether that, that factor does that give me actually in, in a weird sort of way, more confidence because the errors are so dumb and stupid that surely they're an easy fix. Like, surely their first grade rugby league players, say what you want about any of the blokes that run out, they are first grade players, whether they're not as good as other first grade players in the in the competition, but they're just like, they can't be that bad that they make errors that literally you would you would tell your 15 year old say hey like that's not how you do it you should know but you've been playing rugby league for six seven years now you should know what to do by now oh josh it's match conditions like like we said we played it forget who who the players were we played a trial there a month ago against canberra and it's just a totally different style of football like we played a different style we didn't look cohesive um we've been told josh that in the preseason we did a lot of catching and passing so there's kind of no excuses for for dropping simple. I mean, look, it's being it's picking on people. Like I know Talau didn't play yesterday, but honestly, I've kind of always thought Talau, uh, Kapoa, there's a couple of others that escape me. They've just got hands of stone, like they just don't have soft hands. So there's a few blokes there that aren't aren't great with their hands, but you know the rest of the guys are pretty pretty good with their hands. But yeah, we, we're just dropping a lot of ball at the wrong time. And you know what? The the, the ba- sad part for me is if we do come good and we start our mojo, and we get a bit of confidence, and, and we start winning games, we're going to miss the finals because we just fucked up the first few weeks. And that's wrong because, you know, we, we should be in the thick of it right now. We should be a minimum two out of three. I think yesterday, let's be fair, we didn't deserve to win the game. But I think, you know, in terms of territory and, and what have you, we were the better team the first two weeks at Leichhardt. And we, mm. just, we just couldn't get the, the two points in each game. I, I honestly, I do think they'll get it together it's just frustrating and the, there are a lot of people saying look it was never going to happen maybe we're expecting too much of it and even uh speaking to people within the club uh at the open trial session they're like like things people are going to expect them to kind of come out they got to wait for them to kind of build combinations and that sort of thing they're not going to just hit the ground running which i get i guess it's just i've I said it on a previous episode. It's kind of frustrating that Leichhardt, we burned two Leichhardt games. I actually kind yeah. of wish we started with the Melbourne Storm. Like just play, <laughs> yeah, 
get the Roosters and Storm shit out of the way and save the Leichhardt. Because now we'll probably get to the point where we're actually going okay. And then we'll play Roosters in round 20, 22 and they'll kick our ass as they always do. It'll be frustrating. I'd rather just should have flipped it and then try and get... I mean, you, you can't... You obviously can't control it's things. It's like trying to trying to control the weather, I guess. But it's just frustrating that we've burnt we've burnt two Leichhardt games. So it's just an uphill battle for the rest of the year. So hopefully, who knows? They might come out. And they might beat Melbourne. They might uh, get one over Parramatta at Easter and start to look good. But it's just frustrating. It's just years and years. It's just the as I said. It's just like watching an amateur football team at the moment. And I think. Yeah, as I said, it's it's so bad that they they can't they can't be that bad of footballers. They're better than what they're playing. As, as say what you like about any of the players, they should be playing better than what they are. Uh, righto, moving on to our friends at Mobile Corp. Always catch myself off guard and forget I'm moving on. Uh, so formerly MLC Phones, who sponsored the Balmain Tigers in the mid '90s. Shouts to Stephen. Who from Mobile Corp, long-time listener, passionate West Tigers fan. Uh, they can assist with anything IT-related, and yeah, they were the major sponsor of Balmain Tigers in 1994. They say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Mobile Corp is a family tech-run company a tech company that supports the West Tigers and was even a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Mobile Corp is passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au. And speaking of online, 120 people watching us live in the moment. How good? As I said at the start of the show, the fact that you guys keep coming back and watching this show, despite the misery that our team puts us through and you want to relive it with us, we... Massacres. Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of misery, our Magpies playing in even worse conditions. I couldn't imagine what it was like playing at 1.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. I think it might have cooled down slightly by late uh, in the first grade game, but this game would have been atrocious to play in. 44-12 to the Bulldogs. Nine tries for the Bulldogs. I was watching the stream... Uh, on Facebook, and yeah, it's just, yeah, and obviously, we pulled a few players out of that team, obviously, Brandon Wakeham, the the big one there, um, so they were depleted a little bit, the Bulldog, uh, the Magpies, sorry, and the Bulldogs, they're, they're undefeated now, I think, I think that, that basically to determine who was on top of the table, oh, here's the table, I can answer my own question there, so Bulldogs are on top of the table, uh, Magpies are in seventh. There's one, two, three, four, five, six teams, uh, all on four points, and we're one of them. So, uh, yeah, early days for the Maggies, and they got the Bears next week. Uh, so hopefully they'll get a win next week. Uh, the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs actually beat us six times. I think they beat us the weekend every we grade. Yeah, uh, Harold Matts, the Bulldogs beat. Magpies 14-12 in SG Ball. The Bulldogs beat Magpies 30-16. Uh, Balmain Juniors, uh, the Harold Mats lost to the Rabbitohs 22-10. But the SG Ball Tigers, they beat the Rabbitohs 26-20. Hey, someone got a win on the weekend. Good on SG Ball 
Tigers. Harvey Norman, the Bulldogs beat the as uh, beat the Tigers twenty to twelve. Tasha Gale, the Bulldogs beat the Tigers thirty-eight to eight. Uh, let's see, I'm not going to Canterbury anytime soon. Fuck those guys. Andrew Johns Cup, we lost the semi-final against the Central Coast Roosters up at Murray Breen Oval in uh, Wyong. Maybe the boys hit up Pizza Hut too early and weren't uh, weren't up for the game. But uh, so season finish for Laurie Daly Cup and Andrew Johns Cup. Now, righto, player ratings time. Thank you to literally the hundred over a hundred people submitted um, their numbers for this. So let's play our little game here, boys. We'll go player by player. Tell me what you rate them out of ten. Let us know in the comments as well as we go along, and I'll reveal what the average was uh, via your votes. Righto, we'll go. As I'll let you be first, first of the, uh, first off the cap. So, Charlie Staines. I I did these all. Um, like I I wrote these on my phone as I was going through the survey yesterday afternoon. So Staines, I gave seven. Roberto, I give him a four. I I was really upset with his lack of chase. Um, when Canterbury did score a try and Dwayne and poor old Sean Bloor busting his ass running back half the speed of Charlie Staines. Had Charlie Staines done the same thing, Dway, he might have stayed out on his man and we might have stopped a try there. So look, I just think Charlie Staines proved to me yesterday that he's a winger and I did call for him to be a fullback because he's safe under the high ball, but he's just an out-and-out. Out. Could you play him at fullback on defence and play Adam fullback role in attack? Is that something? It's 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 a tricky one, Josh. Because as, as mm. we discord, like if we if we go through the three fullbacks, Adam's strength is his passing game, and he's pretty decent under the high ball. He's a strong runner, but he's not fast. Where Charlie Staines is as safe as a bank under the high ball. He'll push through the middle and back up as he did for the for the last try that we got yesterday. But he's a poor defender, and he's not a good pass for the ball. We we saw him like how do you throw a ball over Junior Tupu's head? I mean, that's what he did with less than 10 to go in the game. Mm. On the, and, and Junior Tupu's a really tall guy. So he hasn't good, got a good passing game. And then Dane Laurie tries his guts out. He's one of our leading uh, meter eaters. He's got such good yardage already this year. He's always pushing through the middle. He's always trying hard. But he just lacks that little bit of penetration. And he's terrible under the high ball. Yeah. And, you know, he's not a great defender. So we, if you could get a hybrid of some of, of yeah, the three, They're yin and yang, aren't they? We, we need a fullback, guys. We need an elite fullback that's got it all. And, and unfortunately, we don't have it. And we're starting again this week now with our spine with four positions. Three of them are going to be different. So we're back to starting the season again where other teams have got their combinations right and we're still fucking around trying to work out what's best. Uh, David Nofaluma as? Two. Rob? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm just... I, I'm going to say three. I love Knopf as a person. I just think he he literally now, his piece doesn't fit in our puzzle. I, I just think he's going to get pushed out of the club. He's not tall. He's not fast. He can break a line. He, he gives it his all, but he's not the prototype winger we want. So I, I just don't see a future with Knopf now. And I kind of said pre-season, he's either going to have the best season or he's going to be in Reggie's or transferred. I, I, I can see him getting transferred to another team. I'll touch kind of break the script here. Rachel's not the first person to ask about this. Will Kennedy 
rumors? Have you heard anything, Rob, about this, about the Tigers going uh, up to... An article in the paper that he's our top priority, but look, he plays great for Cronulla. He's, he's, he's a bit of a ball hog, but geez, he can find the line. Mm. Like whenever, whenever he chimes into a Cronulla backline move and he, he, he tends to throw the dummy and go himself, but he's been on fire. I think he scored three tries in the last two games. So, and he's the son of Bubba Kennedy, who was, I was a, say, I'm old enough to remember his dad playing for the Tigers. Yeah. His dad played for the Tigers in the early nineties, early to mid nineties and, and was actually a bit of a try scoring machine himself. But mm. I, look, I, I think we've got 10 sort of great fullbacks at the moment. I prefer someone better than Kennedy, but geez, Kennedy would make our side instantly if he was at, at our club. That wouldn't be too hard to do. Uh, I can't remember if I said... So, Charlie Staines was 6.2. That was his average. So, you boys kind of... Yeah. Uh, oh, nailed kind it. of either side of that. Uh, David Nofaluma, 2.0. Uh, yeah. Noffa. Not a lot of love for Noffa in that game. Uh, Brent Naden has... I gave him an 8. Definitely one of our best out there. Um, he always looked dangerous when he got the ball. It was great to see him have a really solid game. And... I enjoyed watching him run away with that intercept. Rob? Yeah, I, I gave him an eight. I, look, in a photo finish, I will mention the other player later, but in a photo finish, I think he was our best on ground. Gave, gave it his all. And, and even just the effort plays like, you know, trying to chase down uh, Addo Carr and not letting him score under the post and stuff like that. I just I just think he had an outstanding game. Yeah, 7.2 for Brent Naden. So the highest uh, of our... By far, easily our back line, our best. So, uh, and tied second. Um, the guy off the bench actually won. Who <laughs> got the highest votes? Funny enough. Uh, Stafford Toa as six. Yeah, I'm in a foul mood, boys. Three, <laughs> four point seven. So that's pretty much mathematically yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, Junior Tupo as six. Tupu. Yeah, I, look, guys, I'm going to say four, but I was encouraged by that effort near the left-hand sideline second half where he actually turned the ball inside to Naden who put Wakem through that hole. But I, I just I just felt he was gun-shy. I didn't feel he he looked for, for the ball or wanted to get involved. I want him in the team. Yeah, you've got to persist I, with him. I just, I just want him to feel like he belongs there and, and just get more involved in the play. And I think that's... Just down a little bit of confidence, but he'll come yeah. good. By giving him four, I'm not saying he shouldn't be there. I want him there. He's yeah. got all the attributes to be a great winger, but he's just got to believe in himself a bit more. Yeah, yeah talking about this game specifically. Yeah. Uh, Adam slash Dewey as two, which hurt me to do, but yeah, poor game. Hey, even Andrew Johns had shockers every now and then. Rob? Yeah, this will make GD Tiger happy. One, and and that's and that's just for having the bravery to go out there and play while he was injured. Some blokes would have yeah. accepted playing today, but look, it was his worst game ever, and I, I love him. I still think he's a winner, and he'll come good. But yeah, he's he's just getting a lot of uh, a lot of poor comments, I believe, today because we've played three games prior to Wakem coming on with a hooker and two five eights. Like, Adam has not had a halfback inside him, and I reckon Adam would look just as fantastic had Wakem been there like he did in the trial, and I said that earlier tonight. Luke Brooks as... I gave oh, Brooks two a Sorry, 2.1 2. was as his average. Sorry, I'm terrible at this game, and I'm not even playing it. As <laughs> You're <Brooks>. the host. 
Yeah, Brooksy got a three. He was getting pretty much the same as um, Adam, if not lower. But like Rob said, um, Wakem came on and made him look a bit better. So he, he got an extra point because he actually looked like he was threatening and decent hole runner, um, decent ball runner when Wakem came on. Rob? Oh, look, I'd love to give him a negative score, but I'm going to give him five for the five minutes that he played well. 4.2, so that kind of checks out there. Uh, Stefano as? Uh, Stefano, I gave a six as well. I gave a fair few sixes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I as well, Josh. I, I was encouraged that he didn't drop the ball as much as he had in the first two games. and was It was bloody oppressive for all the forwards yesterday. I, I just mm. don't know how they played rugby league in that heat. It was ridiculous. Yeah, 5.3 for Steph. I think that's a bit a bit harsh. Uh Happy Coruscant as eight. Yeah, I gave him an eight as well. He's trying hard. I mean, he he, he pushed a pass to twelve when we're in the red zone that he probably didn't need to throw. And I mean, he, he but I just think he's over trying, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Captain, he's trying to he's trying to make something happen, but he's just got to find that balance between you know over enthusiasm and composure. So, but he, he's the best player in our team, and and we've got to follow his lead. Uh, 7.2 for Appy. Yeah, probably... Yeah. Uh, David Clemmer as... I gave Clemmer 6. Probably uh, probably his worst game out of the three for us. And I commented in the Discord um, during the game. We got that uh, set restart in the first half and he played the ball uh, almost at the speed of light to um, to Appy. And it almost... Yeah, and it almost made Appy... challenge, yeah knock on yeah the one we challenged and i'm just and i was just questioning at the time when we've just gotten a set restart we've got a whole new set of tackles why would you do something that could theoretically cause us to lose that basically that repeat set and it almost did because the call was made that it was a knock on in the play of the ball but good challenge by the captain there as i said earlier if your 15 year old player did that you'd Tell him off for it. It's just another dumb thing that first grade football is is inexcusable. Six point nine, sixty nine for David Clemmer. Uh, I, I take you to task there, guys. I, I I gave him an eight, and I think he was almost the best player on the field. His second half was absolutely enormous. Clean breaks, kept bending the line. I mean, you drop four points for that incident. Seriously, he was like undoubtedly our best forward. So I, I, I'll definitely take you to task there. Watch the second half again and tell me who the best player on the field was. Yeah, it's six. Okay. Um, I, I, that wasn't my number, Rob. That was the people. So oh, yell it. Outstanding. <laughs> he, was, he was amazing in that heat too. At yeah. his kept busting him and pushing him and, and putting him on the back foot. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Kepa. Or Kepa Oa as? I gave him a six. Rob? Yeah, I got five. Uh, 5.8. Okay, that checks out. Uh, John Bateman on club debut as... Yeah, I thought it was a really, really good debut. Um, he did make the most errors out of anyone on the team, but he was, quote-unquote, acclimatising. And uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing about him to me was you could spot him anywhere on the field. Wherever he was, you could see him because he was so pasty and so wide. It was really, really funny. Yeah, um, I, he literally was reflecting on the camera. <laughs> like, he was reflecting the sun. I said it to my wife. I go, he's like... 
significantly whiter. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, high melanin skin players around him. But even still, compared to the other Caucasians in the team, he's like, it's like that. Have you ever seen that meme of a girl who says, of lying in the beach and says, no, not her, the one behind. And there's literally like, there's a girl that you can barely see that's like uh, <laughs> camouflaged in the sand. Mm-hmm. He's yep. just, um, obviously he's English, <laughs> no, no son. But um, yeah, he literally, he's white. Let's see. Uh, yeah. How much SPF? 50 people <laughs> before that game. Uh, Rob? Um, yeah, so I gave him a 7. Oh, sorry, Yeah, 7 each. Uh, 7.1. So I was just checking the weather on Friday for Melbourne. It's a max of 21, a minimum of 12. So it's probably going to be like mid-teens in Melbourne on Friday. So, At 6 p.m. is it starting to get dark because we're getting closer to the end of daylight savings now. So, yeah, it'll probably yeah, be around Melbourne, the, the mid to low teens. We're pretty close, not to get all nerdy on you, but we're pretty close to the March. Oh, it is the March equinox this week, tomorrow. So that means our sunlight is identical to Melbourne, I think. That's how it works. So uh, Melbourne, so Melbourne are closer to a pole, which means... Between March and September, their days are shorter than ours, but in and then opposite in summer, their days are longer. So, it pretty much, yeah. To your point, as you're right, it will be dark at six o'clock, fairly dark at six o'clock. But, um, yeah, there's your, there's your science lesson, lesson for tonight, guys. Uh, who are we up to? Fenua Pole, Pole Ace, as I gave him a six. Yeah, same guys. I mean, you know, it was good backing up for that try that Naden nearly nearly blew. He should have given it to Tupu, but lucky Fanua Pole was there and made a try under the post as opposed to in the corner. So it worked out all all good in the end. Uh, people said six point one, so you bang on there. Uh, my guy Sean Blore as I didn't really see too much of Sean, but I was that really was impressed with how he. Yeah, I I was really impressed with how he chased down um Adokar and whoever whoever else it was. Uh, Alamotti. Break. Alamotti. Yeah, Alamotti. Yeah. Um it, it was obvious that they were always gonna get that pass away because Adam Dewey, I think, had gone out and then he went too far out and so he came back in still facing our like our try line and um they got the pass away. But it was really, really good to see Sean backing up that play and trying to at least make the eff- make the effort to make the tackle. Um, I gave him a five. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I gave him a six. Uh, five for his performance and one because he's our man crush. So, To be honest, as said, he didn't notice him. I keep an extra eye on him Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. I barely noticed him in this game. He obviously... But, yeah, what I about... checked the stats. Um, if you if you want to know, I checked the stats. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I'm pulling them up now. He played man. 50 odd minutes, um, and if I remember correctly, he only made about five runs or something in that time. Uh, I'm just getting it now. He, he was tackling hard. Was... I definitely noticed him on defence. He, was... he did a really good offload uh, near the halfway line on the right hand side late in the game. Yeah. He might have tackled before we scored. So that's, yeah, that's not to say I didn't notice him in a bad way. Either it was just a... guys, it's his third third game back after over a year yeah. off. We, we got it. He's yeah. one we need to be a little bit patient with. 
Six That's runs great. for 48 metres with 11 post contact, 23 tackles made, three missed, one one-on-one tackle, no errors. In how many how many minutes, Az? Uh, 55. Okay. Uh, just Jason D said, reminded me that every day has 24 hours. Okay, hours of sunlight. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> hours of sunlight. Obviously, every day has 24 hours. Uh, Brandon Wakem, our... Voted our man in the match by the people in this one. Played 29 minutes and got an eight. That's how good he was. <laughs> Rob. Yeah, I've I got to say an eight. And if um, if Brooks knew how to pass and put it on his chest instead of behind his back, I think Waker might have gone through and set up the winning try. Uh, he was amazing. Uh, like, it's crazy to give someone eight points for a 29-minute stint, but... You know, we're we're putting our hope on a bloke who's played reserve grade basically for three years, and he and he's making a million dollar halfback look ordinary. So yeah, oh, there's our, our, stories. Outstanding play, like he literally from that he had a bad trial against New Zealand. He'd only been with us for a couple of weeks, and has not put a foot wrong since the Canberra trial. And it's literally taken four weeks to and, and fifty one minutes to get him on the field. But I sincerely believe if he started the game, guys, we win. So. Whoever made the decision, whoever the coach is, whoever's <laughs> pulling the strings, it's your fucking fault that we lost, not the players. Uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's, I mean, you talk about he's played second grade for the last few years. There's plenty of stories of late bloomers, so you never know. He might be Well, just... if we're waiting for Brooks to come good after 10 years, why can't this bloke come good? Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe he's going to be the answer. Maybe he's not. But at the at the bottom line is right now, he's our best option to play number seven because we don't have a halfback. We've got Will Smith who could probably play halfback as of round eleven if he if he's any good. But the way our halves are going, he, you know, he might be partnering Wakeham in the halves by round eleven. Uh, Alex Twal as um, just quickly. I don't know if you can pull it up, Josh, but I, I'm very curious to what the lowest score that Wakem was given. Um, I can look at if, that. if that's something you can find quickly. Well, I'll mention. So twelve, yeah. I gave a seven. No, I've got him here because I want to. A few, a lot of people had good comments in this poll as well too. Um, but you would, you wouldn't be surprised if the number isn't that high because can you really give someone a big score for such a small amount of time on the field? Like they might say six because. He wasn't on the field long enough or the game was almost over. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to give someone for a 29-minute performance. Like, you look That's at... That's why I'm like, so curious, yeah. Yeah, what, but like... Had, you, had, how many tens did you say, as? No, what was the lowest? The lowest. Uh, all right, we're going to name and shame someone. So there's a few fives. Um, I seen, oh, there's a four. <laughs> and I think fourth. Whoever gave him a four. All right, a... The winning, the person who gave him a four, Murray <laughs> F. Shouts out to Murray F, who uh, gave Wakem a four. Literally wow. everyone else. Okay. There's a couple I'd of fives. To hear why, but in there. <laughs> uh, what was his comment? Did he leave a comment? No, Murray didn't leave a comment. So, shouts to Murray. But um, I don't know. Maybe he was, he was doing it. You got to play more to. Everyone's got their reasons. It's all it's all fun. Their own games. voting scale. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Twally, I gave a seven. He was he was pretty solid. Um, another great defensive effort. Uh, he had made a few good runs as well. A lot of good post contact meters. He only missed one tackle again. So in three games, he's only missed two tackles, which you know you're going to get from him. 
Uh, Rob? Yeah, standard Twally game, seven. Uh, 5.9 from the people. And lastly, Joe Offengowie off the bench. Has... I gave Joff a seven as well. Hmm. Yeah, I gave him a five. I'm I'm not seeing that. I'm like Joffa was the leader of the pack last year. I, he's barely noticeable to me. So I, I did have visitors while I was watching the game yesterday. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm not seeing the Joffa that I saw last year that was easily our best forward. Quality comment, Jason. And you two, Murray was in the shit after those 15 minutes. That waiting <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that is that is brilliant. Oh, that's gold. Uh, that's incredible. I don't want to change from a. I know this is gonna. We're going from a laugh to asking to you to rate our coach out of ten, Rob. Uh, yeah, as you go first, Tim Sheens' performance in this game out of ten. Considering the changes that he should have made, um, potentially should have made them early, but obviously that's something to look at in hindsight. I gave him a three. I, th- I think I can. You're a dollar dollar ten to give him a duck egg here, Rob. Yeah, I think you've gone overs, mate. Yeah, definitely a duck egg. <laughs> I don't like him. Four point one. Four point one. Because he crosses two points. If he's if he's the coach, I think he's a media liaison officer. But if he's the coach, okay, he screwed the game up by not starting Wakeham. Okay, At like the, the right thing to do would have been to put Wakeham on, it, and if it's not working, take him off. Not the other way around. Bring him on when we're down by fourteen. Also, I thought his, as I said earlier, his press uh, post press match conference was just absolutely awful. I mean, if Coruscant and Sheens could have been sitting any further apart, you know, they would have. And, and as I said, Coruscant kind of, in four words, basically had a go at Sheens by saying, "Wake him, straighten us up." Like you could tell, Coruscant was happy to have Wake him there. Like where the hell has he been? But you know, some of the things he said, like oh, I was happy with the chase on on those tries, yet clearly. Charlie Staines was in a jog trot. I just thought that was pretty poor. I thought the fact that he didn't want to talk about the changes. I don't know why he didn't want to talk about the changes. I, I just, guys, we're stuck with him for two years. I'm just not a fan of him. So, yeah. I, don't don't take my opinion on him because I'm totally biased against him. Can't stand the bloke. Uh, I thought I'd just read out. So, people can leave, when you do the poll, you can leave a comment. The last couple of weeks, we kind of, we're running short of time. So, I'll run through a couple of great comments in here so jazz he said wakeham shows our issues of the halves different team with uh with him given just a touch sorry we're a different team when given just a touch of structure our forwards can hit the holes and backs are damaging off the ruck i think that's their comment yep i agree with that one uh mm-hmm. john we have some talent but a rat we are rudderless. Neither Brooks nor Dewey can control a team. Our kicking game is abysmal. Neither can read a game. Both play hard, but it's not enough uh, from Dale. Wakeham comes in in the 51st minute, takes 10 minutes to settle in the game, and is heavily involved in three tries back-to-back. A lot of a lot of Wakeham love in the comments. I won't go through every one of them. There's so much. Yeah. but uh, well, no, no fluke tries. One. Sorry, Robert, just finished oh, his run. Right. No fluke tries, clean line breaks. That's 10 minutes to settle and realize his potential, not 10 years. I'll just pose a question to the listeners, and it obviously it's rhetorical. I don't want it answered now. <laughs> who's, who's meant to control the team? Like, if, if Brooks is seven and Dwayne is six, whose job is it to control the team? That's mm. all I'd say to them, okay? Because both those players that I've mentioned look great playing outside Wakem. We haven't had a halfback, guys, for two games and 51 minutes. In, in You know, it's, that's just how it is. So Dewey's not going to look good. Dewey's tried to overplay his hand. 
and Brooks hasn't been good for three games until Wakem came on. So I just I just think it's it's pretty pretty harsh. Like I said, I am a Dewey fan, but I think it's pretty harsh throwing him in that basket where Dewey has to control the game. That's what the halfback's job is to do, and and Dewey's meant to run off that and go off that. So yeah, I think we'll be better with Wakem there. One person who's been on the Wakem, and we kind of. Uh, brush it off a bit, but, but do you know who was on Wakem as soon as we signed him from round one this year? Who kept telling us that we're going to get Brandon Wakem out there? Shane, probably Shane. Yeah, Shane loves loved Wakem from the start. He said, "Got to get Wakem out there." So, yeah, big fella might be might have been onto something. Uh, Rachel mentioned. I saw someone else mention this. Joffa gave the halves a serve. On the field, I missed this. Was did that show up on the broadcast? Did anyone I, see that? It did, and, and I feel like someone else gave them a serve as well. I just can't think of who it was, but I haven't rewatched the game. Otherwise, I'd know that. But yeah, I, I I just can't even put myself through watching, you know, the game again. Like I just don't want to do it. Mitch said, "Appy was the other person." Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. It was someone. I remember seeing it. So good doing these live shows. You guys fill in the blanks. You fill in the <laughs> blanks for us. Uh, other good comments. Joey Baysari. I think I said that correctly. Correctly. Yeah. Uh, we have just been shown what has to happen to make this team competitive. 8A is not a 5-8. I love him, but I loved him to play 13, mirroring exactly what Yo and Murray do. As could AD play... I mean, we are talking about his defense earlier. I don't think that might be... Might rule out him playing thirteen. Yeah, I don't think he's a thirteen. Um, he's going to be either a fullback or centre this week, and I have a feeling it's going to be fullback. I'd probably prefer him at centre. Um, but yeah, he he definitely doesn't have the defence to be a lock. He misses so many tackles in the halves, and um, he gets isolated. And I'd think that would be even worse if he was at lock. Uh, another one mentioning you and AD, Rob. Rich said, although Rob loves AD, he's become a liability. His defense is atrocious. Attack is rubbish. He's been absolutely horrible. You guys are quick to bag Brooks, but AD's been our worst uh, worst all year by far. Time to shift. Rubbish. To rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Yeah, his defense has been terrible. I'll, I'll give you that. But if you go back, like I said, to round one, his kicking game was spot on. He scored a solo try from 25 meters out. He set Dane Laurie up with a try assist for a try. So he hasn't been rubbish all year. He's had two really shit games, round two and round three, and he had a blinder in round one. Go back and tell me what Luke Brooks did in round one. Drop a ball cold with a three on two. Failed to scoop a ball up when it was going to be an 85-metre runaway try. Couldn't set his players up to save his life. Couldn't create space. Missed tackles. Poor kicking game. But Luke Brooks is the one that's been great, better than Dwayne all year. Unbelievable, man. They've both been shit, but he had one really bloody good game. Best player on the field. Luke Brooks has been shit for three games and minus four minutes. Uh, Smiling Sane, I think he's in the, watching the show right now. Patreon as well. Good comment from him. No excuse to be behind 26-6, but it was so exciting for that few minutes to feel some sort of hope. We need Wakeham in there starting from now on. Extra points abatement for that kick. The bounce wasn't racist. That would have been amazing. I guess the... T- <laughs> Uh, I guess it'd be xenophobic, technically, but uh, yeah, we'll blame the ball. The ball, the ball didn't like his super, super white skin. It, uh, 
It was the only thing on the on the field as white as the ball was Bateman's skin. <laughs> uh, if rugby league was a, a JM, if rugby league was a hundred minute game, it might be two and one. I thought that was, yeah, not far off it. Uh, and not, we have minutes. I don't know. Uh, and oh, lastly, Darcy generally don't too feel. Uh, generally don't do feel too bad about it. Wanted to see Bateman play well. He did. Wanted to see. Unfortunately, I think it spells. Uh, sorry. Generally don't feel too bad about it. Wanted to see Bateman play well. He did. Wanted to see Brooksy run and break the line. And he did. So a few positive comments in there. Uh, as well, right on to our Patreon questions to finish. Shouts to all the Patreon guys. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you want to support the show, shouts to our two new people this week, Josh Hendricks and Dirt McGirt. Uh, I'm assuming that his real name's not Dirt, but um, <laughs> shouts to those guys who joined us over the weekend. And uh, someone someone uh, posted it. Shouts to Ben, that Irish girl sunbathing meme I talked about earlier. He's already straight onto it. He's posted it. <laughs> I did see that, yeah. In the Discord. Uh, nice one. Benny. Classic banter. Uh, speaking of banter, there's so much in the rant channel. Uh, CJ Tiger getting super early, but does the first three weeks and the performance of our halves make the $1.25 million for Moses cheap? I feel like with a decent seven of the team, we're two and one now at least. Who wants to go first on that one? No, I'm not fast. So I, yeah, I probably agree with that, but I'd also say now I think we desperately need a fullback as well. So we've we've got we've got the hooker at least for another year and a half, but yeah, we we need I, I don't know, I really don't know. We I just was hoping that we'd have an answer with one of these boys. I, I still got faith the way he can come good, but like he had a shock yesterday. But I've got no no hope for Brooks being a seven. As, yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, if we if we get Moses, then that's a huge upgrade from any of the halves we've got now. Even Moses and Wakem could be a, a revolutionary halves pairing. Um, don't know where that would leave Brooks. Probably left right out. Um, mm. But yeah, there's not too much more to say on that one. Moses is an upgrade from pretty much anyone at the club currently. Uh, Joey Lulash, long term, what do you guys think is Dewey, Dewey his best position? Uh, I don't know. We're going to try the fullback thing out. I guess again next weekend. I feel like he's too good to play center in attack, but I don't know. I feel like he's had he's had a couple of shockers, but I still think he's he's got to have the ball in his hand more than a center. But I don't think he's a fullback either. So strip it down a little. Bit. He's had his two worst games in a row. He's got to strip it down. We saw enough from him late last year. We saw enough from him in the year before that he can be a really good 5-8. I think the one thing, believe it or not, he's got to work on out of all that is his defence. Because if he could defend, we'd play him at 13. If he could defend, he's definitely a 6. If he could defend, he can be a centre. If he can't defend, he's not going to be any of those positions. You know, yesterday, I mean, Burton's going to get past most blokes there anyway, but that was a pretty poor attempt. He barely got a hand on him as well. So... Adam's got to work on his defence. I, I really think he's lost a lot of confidence. Um, I, I think he knows how important it was to win those first couple of games. And coming in underdone yesterday 
was poor coaching. So he shouldn't have played. But yeah, I am defending him and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I love him. Uh Carla asked Wakeham if Wakeham starts, do we bet the storm for next week? We'll obviously talk about the storm. Storm game on our preview Wednesday night. But just quickly, as do you think Wakeham can get us over Melbourne? I mean, considerably the outs in the Storm team list, like they're not going to have a Sofa Solomona. Munster probably isn't going to be rushed back. Um, Jerome Hughes will most likely be out as well. Um, still no Pappenhausen. Mm. I'm pretty sure they're missing one or two other of their main starting team. So, yeah, if Wakeham's named and he plays as well as he did in that four-minute stint, um, the, four, the four minutes in the middle of his stint there, anything could happen, really. Rob? Oh, look, I think that Wakeham needs to start and Munster and Hughes need to be out. <laughs> it's like we need we need three things for it for a win. Yeah. I just like I said I, earlier, I, I'll take I've, I've just I've just guys I, I mean, you know, there's lots of things we need to improve on. If that right edge defense doesn't improve, um, we're gonna have some issues. But like Aaron said earlier, I think our setup this week is gonna be uh adamant fullback. It doesn't matter whose number you put six and seven on, it's gonna be Wakeham and Brooks in the halves, and it looks like Bateman's gonna play lock and probably Isaiah to the right edge. And I don't know, are we going to start with Kapara on the left edge or Sean Bloor? I'm really not sure, but I, th- I think Bateman at 13 is going to be really, really helpful for whoever plays halfback. Just looking at, with just doing Roger Damas an episode early, but $3.25 <laughs> uh, against Melbourne. Parramatta at $3.25 and Dolphins at $3.25. So you can get 30 31, 34 to 1, and it, not including a bit of a boost for those three teams to win Thursday, Friday. So we might have a golden point game, I think, this week, Josh, with our mob. Oh, early. It'll take, some, it'll take something like that potentially to get our first win on the board. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't give a shit. Just win. Uh, finally, last question. Gussie, you love that Gussie's put yeah, in, stuck in, stuck in a, a fun one. What did you guys eat for lunch on game day? Uh, I had to think about it when I read it before. I had Frango's at Concord I had in the morning because I wasn't going to the game. Uh, this, it was super hot. The wife and son and I, we went to Cabarita Pools and on the way back, we stopped Major, Majors Bay Road at Frango's. I had some. I had a, a chicken wrap and some chips with garlic sauce. So that was my game day lunch. What about you boys? Uh, I'll need a podcast to give you my one. I had friends over, so uh, Lebanese. Feed, we, yeah, gonna, go we, we got some, uh, we got some uh, peeled prawns, and we got some oysters, uh, natural and Kilpatrick. Then had had a barbecue, cooked some lamb, some meat, some chicken. That was the entree. Fruit, fruit platter, dessert. <laughs> but we just, yeah, we just ate. We were still eating during the game, and we had lunch at one o'clock. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was a, a bit of a bit of a pig out. Um, but lost my appetite by full time. As? And in quite the opposite, I didn't have lunch at all. Oh, you're fasting or something? No, um, other other issues there. Okay, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> thanks for that fun one. Guys, you can throw fun questions. Uh, we don't want to... Uh, actually, speaking of fun, Julia uh, Tiger asked if you're still friends uh, in the comments. Oh, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, opinions. It's just a bit. It's just football. At the end of the day, it's football. We're not talking. You should out. Like man. we're not talking Ukraine or anything here. It's just. It's, no, just no, it's all good. Yeah, and like I said at the start of the show, I'm in a really fucking shitty mood. 
So, yeah, I almost pulled a pin on even appearing tonight because I thought I was going to do something stupid, but I've, I've lasted an hour or so. Uh, it is. It's just about hit the 80-minute mark. We've done 80 minutes. Look, we weren't in 38-degree heat. We weren't wearing black jerseys, but, um, yeah. Black we've, polos we've instead. <laughs> yeah, black. I'm wearing my Premier's T-shirt. I'm keeping the faith. But uh, we'll get another one soon. So, uh, so next show, I'll oh, shout out. Look how many Patreon legends we have now. So, shouts out to the, a lot the of you. Love you all. It's at the point now where I I miss so much now because it's just it's just it's firing up twenty four seven now. It's awesome. Love you guys. Uh, next show Wednesday night playing. Oh, I've put Bulldogs. Feel the Bulldogs. I'm playing the Bulldogs again. I've got this. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when I do. Can we start with Brandon the, uh, Bulldogs? Uh, we're playing the Storm. Rematch. Well, maybe oh. the Storm might be worse. Okay. We're playing the Melbourne Storm. We'll preview that game on Wednesday at 8.30 on YouTube and Facebook. Shouts to literally, I could say, hundreds of you that watched us live tonight. And uh, for those of you listening uh, in the following days, Wherever you are, like I said at the start of the show, please share with your mates that, yeah, people in the comments were saying before, this team is hard to watch, but they like the uh, the therapy that we we put you through. So, And we love you contributing to the show as well. We're uh, building up a nice little community here and we suffer together. So, uh, boys, any, any parting words before we hit the uh, off to Nina? Uh, just, just a bit of trivia I shared with the guys earlier. Got some very good mail that, not not to do with us, obviously, but Ryan Pappenhausen won't be back for at least two months, eight weeks. So um, we don't have mm. to worry him. I'm not sure when we play them the second time round, but I bet he comes back for the second time. We play. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. But he's yeah, he's he's got some issues, so he's at least a couple of months away. But yeah, right. There might be some super coaches out there that want to throw him in a team later. It ain't happening. He's out for ages. And as anything else, I'm just looking forward to seeing all four of our big name signings being named on this in the same team tomorrow, mm. plus Charlie. So it's it would it will hopefully be um, one of our best team lists of the season. Um, and mm. looking forward to having a chat about it on Wednesday night. Yeah, everyone pretty much is will be available, won't they? We're winning. We're winning Saturday in Golden Point. It's happening Friday. Friday. Friday, we're winning in Friday this week. Don't miss it. Five-day turnaround from the heat. I'll have to find something to do at 6 o'clock. I'll watch it live. I can't do it. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Rob's got to go to bed, everyone. Good night, big dog. Good good night, boys and girls. Good night, Uh Rob. Good night. (laughs) Good night, As always, guys. Good night, Jason. (laughs) Love you guys. Got to send them out. As always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.